Five o'clock in pirate country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I think this one spans generations, doesn't it? I love this song. Yeah. And it is the first of the month. Where did January go? Uh, welcome in. It is a super week. Super Bowl 55 coming up. You know, I'm uh, kind of curious, Ben, that uh, it doesn't feel like a Super Bowl week, does it? I don't, uh, know it what, I don't know if Super Bowl weeks are supposed to feel like. But... It just doesn't feel like Super Bowl is around the corner to me. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe it will as the week goes. You know, they're doing the media day. I think right now there's no media night, which has become a thing on Monday nights. Uh, ben Byron, by the way, the producer of today's show over across the way. It's always good to see Ben. Hey, Ben. And uh, DJ Squirrelbot here today. Reading a book. I might. What are you reading there? Got you. Not sure what that is, but that's—he's a learned man, and I like that. He's intellectual. Clearly, teach you a thing or two, and vice versa. That's the beauty of society. You all can teach each other something. Teach me about squeeze butter. I never heard of it. Now I thought about that, and I thought to myself, part of me understands that, but then part of me doesn't, because. We had squeeze butter growing up. Now, we didn't live in the sticks. We kind of were in suburban Kinston, if there's such a thing. Yeah. But we, we lived in the county, in the neighborhood. And we were, sque- you know, squeeze butter. But uh, I thought that was kind of a country uh, thing, and you are a country fella. And I, don't, I, I don't even understand how it works. How do you get butter out of the – how are you able to get it out? Preservatives and, and chemicals. So what I think <laughs> is probably – not surprised that I could see you at the family table having the stick butter. Oh, yeah, stick butter all the way. Yeah, there you go, team stick butter. So uh, the big story, obviously, today is what happened with uh, the big quarterback trade over the weekend and what didn't happen or has yet to happen with Deshaun Watson, if anything at all. But the Matthew Stafford trade is the – I mean, that's the dominant story in NFL circles. Would you agree with that, Benjamin? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Panthers were very much in the conversation with Stafford. I've heard today that the Panthers are still trying to initiate something with the Texans. The Texans right now don't seem like they want to they want to do anything with they, anyone. They i got to suck it up. I, I almost think the Texans are in a position where they have to strike, not necessarily this week, but sooner than later. This thing gets to the draft or beyond the draft. You're I missing mean, they, out. They, 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 they could out. still trade, you know, Draft day, quite obviously. But you get past round one, and then all of a sudden what you can get in return becomes... Uh, Diminishes. A little diminished, yes. Very well put, Ben. So people look at the Stafford, and they think, well, that obviously set the basement or set the floor for where these... Neg- but not so, you, you delve into that deal between L.A. and Detroit, and you sort of see... Uh, the the thing that the reason they got two first round picks a first round pick went to Detroit because they had they're having to absorb a monstrous contract from from Jared Goff. It's not looking like it's a good deal either. <laughs> not a very good contract. Well, I, I think what Detroit probably does is they re 
they'll, they'll re- restructure, they'll restructure yeah. it, and then they'll ship him off. And if they have to take their, you medicine, think so? I, I think within a, he might be there this year. He won't be there beyond. Okay, that. got you, got you. But I could, I could also make a a, a case. Uh, after doing a little studying and reading on this yesterday, I, I, I you could make a case that he would not be there maybe this year, depending on which direction Detroit goes in the draft, which I'm sure the Lions are going to be drafting somebody uh, that to play quarterback for them, their quarterback of the future, as it were. And that is not going to be golf, which is amazing if you think <laughs> about where we were a few years ago and everybody was singing his praises. You're talking about a guy that made two Pro Bowls in five seasons, and it surely doesn't seem like it. It does not. Or even look like it. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. The Stafford thing, I think, is can he stay healthy? Now, does this mean that the Panthers don't want Deshaun Watson? Of course not, because that's that's who you want to have. Stafford would have been fine, but Stafford's going to be 33 when the season starts. Not that that's old. By gosh, that's – but he has had a little bit of an injury issue here in recent years. But he could be very productive if healthy. And I think for the Rams, it is more of a win-now sort of short-term thing uh, as they figure out ultimately what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. The idea, I guess, being that by the time they've reached the end of whatever the deal is with Stafford, they'll be able to attract somebody in free agency because it's L.A. They have the sparkling, brand-new, gorgeous stadium out there. And, and again, it's L.A., which is a uh, desirable uh, media market, especially if you're a hotshot quarterback trying to, you know, make some uh, Baker Mayfield make some money. Well, maybe it's going to he, happen. He's a he's a media darling in in the sense that he's a, a TV pitch man. Mark it down. Yeah, uh, Robert Jones will be set to join us here in a little bit today. It'd be interesting to talk to the three time Super Bowl champ about uh, his experiences this week. So it is Super Bowl media day, and it's going on right now. The thing is this, though. Because, you know, this is usually where the people uh, dress up and you get, you know, reporters from different outlets that aren't necessarily football outlets. You get the zany questions asked and that sort of thing. I'm sure because they're, they're really, if, you, if you're if you on uh, the Reddit that's so popular uh, here in the last Reddit, uh, week okay. or so. That's a scroll bot thing for sure. Yeah, he's a Reddit guy. I, I, can, I can see it. But if you read some of those uh, subreddits and some of the, some of the tweets, there's a discussion among our friends in the sports media, particularly the Triangle Sports Media. They want, they want blood with Brady. They want, they want Brady hammered for, I guess the the MAGA hat in his locker room five years. Ago. And they want to ruin the stock market. <laughs> so, that's what they that's what they want. Yeah, that's what they are. I mean, I, I kid you not. But the thing is, with these media hit, they're doing like a Zoom, but it's not a Zoom. So, like. None of the participants can see the person asking the question. You, if you were in this on this call, you could see Tom Brady or Mahomes or Andy Reid or whoever. Can't see me though. But they cannot see you, so they're not going to be able to respond to your zany outfit. And you only get one question. There's no follow up. Everybody wants to be funny guy nowadays. Well, that's that's what you'll get and for what. That's what you'll get. you'll get a story out of it. Well, that's. I mean, this is the biggest. Uh, we're going to have Austin Carp tomorrow. Uh, Sports Business Journal. He covers a lot of TV ratings. I'm, I'm anxious to kind of talk to him about, because, again, today just doesn't feel like we're Super Bowl week is here. At least to me it doesn't. And maybe it's because I watched a lot of basketball this weekend and had other things that I was Only that, there isn't really, it feels like there hasn't been a lot of buildup for it. You don't see any well, commercials about it or anything. That's what this week is for. Yeah. 
Oh, Nance was shilling yesterday at the end of golf. He was <laughs> he was shilling heavy because it is on the, the eyeball network. Um, senior ball, Cordell Powell didn't have a catch, huh? No, nah, he didn't. He was kind of Deontay Smith. It seems like the stock is starting to really rise for Deontay Smith. He's getting a lot of media acclaim. He had a really good performance in the Pro Bowl. So that's a good thing. Uh, it's part of our pirate report a little bit later on. We'll delve into this further, but it was reported over the weekend. Uh, Pete Famel with Yahoo and then others uh, were kind of there as well that ECU has hired uh, Chris Foster as its running backs coach. And uh, he's been at some places that have uh, amassed a lot of rushing yardage. And for the time period that he was there, led the, uh, the nation for that time period where he has coached at places that uh, – our run first with the football. Uh, Pirate basketball from over the weekend. That one was uh, a tough pill to swallow and a game that could have easily been won. Obviously, Jaden Gardner's performance was uh, sterling. He got on to the American honor roll this week, but uh, just a tough loss for ECU. Not a good good outing. Uh, From the standpoint of, again, kind of a failure to execute down the stretch. Uh, And... I'll tell you this, Ben. Did you were you able to watch or listen to the game? I know we had uh, one of our other staffers there covering, but did you get a chance to uh... in pieces? In pieces. So there was a timeout that he called about midway the second half, and by he I mean Joe Dooley, that the game was starting to get away from ECU a little bit. Uh huh. And he called that timeout, and that kind of got ECU back on track and kept Tulsa because Tulsa, despite what they did at the end. Uh, Tulsa's not going to – they're not this offensive juggernaut, obviously. Yeah. But for uh, – th- that really – that's the value of having your head coach back on the sideline. That's the value of having a guy like Joe Dooley who's coached in several games and has uh, been on the bench at Kansas for a, on the sideline because uh, well t- well-timed timeout kept that thing from really getting out of hand and, and the Pirates being down double digits and then really having to claw back. ECU is able to get back in quickly. And then it was nip and tuck down the stretch. And look, at the end of the day, that's kind of what I think right now with this team, what it's gone through in the last month or last month, that's what you kind of are looking for there is pretty decent team, a team that's in the upper half of the league. You need to be in that game at home. And, Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna have an opportunity to really, really they had an opportunity to win Saturday. You are gonna win those games. One would hope eventually, uh, but the execution was just not where it needed to be uh, down the stretch, and that's what lost it for, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, we'll hear from Jaden Garner, Joe Dooley, uh, Joe Dooley's show tonight at uh, six o'clock. That's coming up uh, at the uh, top of the uh, of the hour. Uh, you want to do Bojangles? You want to do it? Risk it for the biscuit? If we do that, though, is that going to jam up uh, Robert Jones, or do we have time to do that before we call him, maybe? Oh, I like it. It was Ben's way of saying, take a break. And and you read my mind, because I was about to talk about Mike Rimmer, and you don't want to hear anything about that as a Panthers fan. He will be getting the start Sunday. He's going to get clobbered. There you go. No, it's not good. Well, look, Von Miller made made a nice career. Got a nice contract. Made a, a lot result. of money off Made a Mike lot of Rivers. money off Mike Rivers' inability in uh, Super Bowl 50. Okay, uh, we will take a time. What, what caller you want to do? Let's do five. Seven. So, oh, seven. Okay. Lucky number seven. All right, caller seven. Ben's running the uh, show here today. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you are 
caller seven, you will uh, be the uh, winner of a Bojangles gift card. Uh, good for any uh, Bojangles in the area. Uh, two five two five six one game. Uh, that your forecast, Robert Jones, on the Super Bowl when we return next. Back to the P man. And that's Bubba Fosa. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety four three. The game. All right, give you the forecast in a moment. Uh, back in Washington, Lil Washington was the uh, big winner of our Bojangles gift card today. He's on the phone with us. Mac, you all right? Everything good? Everything's good. I'm talking to you. Everything's fine. Congratulations to you there. Yes. Uh, getting a little Thank you, sir. Yeah. Anything you want to uh, point out or ask myself? You can ask Ben a question or you have a statement you'd like I- to make. We have I our finger ben, on the dump button. Uh, so. Ben needs a raise. He's, a, he's doing a good job. <laughs> Trust me, Ben. Ben, Ben is making out like a bandit here. Wow, recently. awesome! Ben has become the but, epicenter of the whole company now. Uh, but listen, on on the other hand, now, yeah, I think I need a raise. You Uh-oh. know, Trent McGee's all right in the morning time with Henry, right. but you keep Henry in check. Well, we yeah. need more of you in the morning. Well, Mac, I'd I'd never sleep then. I've ar- <laughs> I've already got eight gigs. I mean, uh, you know. I had to get hey, up. Hey, man. <laughs> Just drink another Mountain Dew. Keep on going. There you go. I understand. Who do you like in the Super Bowl, Mac? Well, my Packers lost, and I don't like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I'm going to have to go with, with the big red on the sideline. The Chiefs and uh, Andy Reid and Mahomes and all that? Andy okay. Reid. All right. What do you now? Are you, uh, what are you making? Do you have a special Super Bowl? Like uh, chili or dip or, or grilling out wings? What do you do? You have a plan yet? Any free meal that I get invited to is a good meal. Okay, so I'm go. I'm open. All right, all meals. All right, Mac. Thank you for listening and uh, stay uh, safe out there. Yes, sir. Thank right. you, sir. Yeah, take care. take care. There he goes. You know this guy. Finally, get some recognition around here. Well, look, I said to ask Ben a question, and you 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 want to know him now, don't you? All right, uh, we'll get Robert Jones lined up here. He's going to join us, three-time Super Bowl champ, ECU Hall of Famer. Uh, we have uh, areas of uh, drizzle, a little bit of light rain still out there. I was up around Tarboro a little earlier, and it's uh, cold rain over there, miserable. Uh, down to 31 tonight with clouds, 45 tomorrow in clouds and gusty winds, so that'll be uh, a, little, a little tough to deal with. Uh, winds gusting to maybe as much as 25 miles an hour tomorrow. Yikes. Uh, warming up Wednesday, we're looking at a high of 46. Thursday, sunshine and 52, and then uh, 60s for Friday and uh, Saturday. 36 very frigid and cold degrees right now with uh, more clouds than anything here in Greenville and a little bit of rain uh, to our uh, southeast um, and a little bit of drizzle depending on where you are. Uh, we've got uh, Robert Jones about to join us uh, here, ECU Hall of Famer uh, and uh, All-American linebacker for the Pirates, three-time Super Bowl champ. Zay Jones, his son, also has a daughter that plays on the volleyball team, volleyball at ECU, firing up uh, this week. So a busy week uh, for the uh, Jones family. And uh, Robert Jones, always great to have him on with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, Robert, uh, hope you're well. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us this afternoon. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm in, I'm in the comfort of my home now. I'm not traveling, not moving around. I'm just sitting still because it's cold. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so brutal out there. Um, 
and I'm not a snow guy, but if it's going to be this miserable, we need to have something. I guess some kind of snow for the kids' sake or something. Some kind, yeah. some kind of snow. I, I was looking forward to it. When you played in uh, the Super Bowls, what was the coldest city of all your Super Bowl appearances that you played in? Because usually they play that in a dome, obviously, or in a uh, very uh, in a warm warmer city. city. Yeah, See, my Super Bowls, my Super Bowls were Los Angeles, Arizona, and Atlanta. Atlanta was and, the, um, was Atlanta the ice storm Super Bowl? No, it wasn't. I think it was cold. Okay, I do remember my p- pictures of having like jackets on that kind of thing, but um. You know, really, my Super Bowls, I can't say that I experienced cold weather. Yeah. Elements had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Because at, at that time, it was the Georgia Dome that you guys were playing in, if I'm not mistaken. That's, yeah. That's correct. But I, I thought there was maybe an ice storm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so, three-time Super Bowl champ Robert Jones is with us here. Let me ask you. So, today's the media day, and they're doing it obviously different this year because of, of COVID. Do you remember media obligations during the week leading up? I mean, do you, do you recall any of that and, and what they had you do? It obviously, it's become quite the spectacle as they've moved it to prime time. Uh, but what are your recollections of, of media day during Super Bowl week? Well, media day was exactly what what it is. It's like it was a day that, you know, we all had to um, put on our jerseys, um, so obviously for media, it's easy to identify a player <laughs> right. because a lot of players get interviewed, but then you got your, your key players. Like for us it, at that time, it was, um, Emmett, Troy and Michael, and, you know, and, and they may have some, um, some defensive players, um, you know, myself, Charles Haley, mm-hmm. um, um, and then of course, when we got Dion, he was a. Right. He was a must because um, he was a guy that played offense and defense, um, impacted all three phases of the game. But everybody would get a chance. There's some guys that may not, you know, speak to media. Some guys didn't want to talk to media, and then some guys love talking to media. But um, it was a day that you did radio interviews, you did TV interviews, you know, you had your primetime guys who had about maybe 50 cameras around them. Um, people that you wanted to hear from, um, I mean, like guys that you wanted to hear from, but, um, it was, a it was a pretty tiring day. It's like, kind of got a, you know, it's, it was part of our job. It was, it was just a part of just being there, um, for that, that Super Bowl week and doing that part. Yeah. Uh, we've got Robert Jones with us, uh, here. I mean, you're, you're playing in Dallas. You're used to media coverage and scrutiny. Uh, I, I almost think in some ways with the Cowboys, it's right up there, if not exceeding, uh, you know, New York. We always hear New York's the place where it's tough to, to play because of the media. But I think if you're with the Cowboys, it's a little bit of a different uh, different story maybe than, say, if you're in, uh, you know, Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 so I have to imagine in some ways you the, the, you just rattled off a bunch of names, guys that loved loved to talk, loved being in front of the camera. And uh, love doing all that. Uh, but that has to be even as used to it as you may have been. It's a scale that I guess would have had to have been amped up 10 times uh, with the Super Bowl, right? Well, I would say, you know, I would say that because we were winning, 
and it is Dallas, and it was considered America's team that we wanted the media frenzy type of, uh, you know, environments. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say New York, Los Angeles, and then our team in Dallas, because Dallas, they're not winning right now, but they're still talked about. They're one of the most talked about teams, you know, in the NFL. So um, media was, was just a part of, of our lifestyle as a cowboy. Um, so we, we dealt with them. I've had my disappointments with the media, and then I had my, my ups with them. So it's, it's just a part. It's just learning how to be able to um, talk to the media when you had to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, the great Robert Jones, ECU Hall of Famer, All-American with the Pirates. Super Bowl champion uh, with us. Always great to catch up uh, with him. When you look at this uh, matchup, I'm trying to think, you know, there have been some pretty interesting quarterback uh, matchups. There was one in the 90s. I think it might have been uh, Favre and Elway, uh, mid-90s, early 90s. Uh, there was Marino and uh, I'm trying to – Marino, Montana in the early 80s was one. Elway, Montana. What I'm getting at is when you think of, like, all-time great quarterbacks matching up, those particular Super Bowls and, and quarterback matchups kind of come to mind. Uh, when you look at this, for very different reasons, uh, the quarterback matchup is very interesting to me. How, uh, how about you? You're asking me um, my thoughts on the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You blinked out a little bit. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm asking yeah, the question well, Yeah, directly. thoughts on the quarterback matchup. Um, I, what I was getting at is, you know, we've had maybe two or three other occasions where it's been, you know, surefire Hall of Fame, you know, big-time guys. Uh, and and to me, this is a, as good as, as that, if not maybe uh, a little more of a, a sparkling matchup with the quarterbacks. Um, I look at it, you know, as, as you know, you've, you've had in the past where they're, you know, Hall of Fame or future Hall of Fame guys going against each other, but they're really not going against each other. They're going against the defense. As a player – you know, I can probably answer those photos, guys. They're not thinking about – Tom Brady's not thinking about what Patrick Mahomes is doing, and Patrick Mahomes is not thinking about what Tom Brady's going to do. Oh, he threw a touchdown. Now i got to throw a touchdown. You know, it, it's exciting for the fans to have two guys going at it like that because, you know, Tom will go down in history as one of the greatest – I mean, probably the greatest. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'd be – you know, he'd be on that on that Michael Jordan level. Um, I just, I just see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great for the fans. It's exciting for the fans, but for the players, you know, Patrick's trying to win, and Tom's trying to win, and Tom's dissecting that defense, and Patrick's trying to figure out, you know, how can we defeat, you know, that defense, you know, with our weapons that we have. So that's how they're approaching the game. Um, you know, when you get to the Super Bowl, I can't even tell you how many tackles I had, you know, in Super Bowl right. 30. I'm just saying that was the last one. You don't care about that because you just want to win the game because it's it's bigger than your tackles. It's bigger than your stats. You don't even get graded on the film. Like my first year in the NFL, <laughs> you know, we went to a Super Bowl, uh-huh. and um, I'm the reason a punt gets blocked. And the only thing I'm wanting to do is win the game because if we win it, then, you know, who cares about a punt being blocked? Nobody would really 
you know, dissect that and, and right. just say, well, they, they won, but they, they were looking bad because they got a punt block. No, the, the fact is we won. Right. The winning overshadows anything else. You know what? What's winning interesting, overshadows it. What, what's interesting to me, uh, Robert, uh, the great Robert Jones is on with us uh, here. We love to have him on. And Robert's been good enough to give us some of his uh, time here this afternoon. The thing that I uh, really find uh, very interesting, kind of intriguing, uh, about the Brady story, and as you say, uh, if he's not the GOAT now, a win certainly makes that undisputable on any level, I would think. You know, they, they say, well, Brady's not the guy leading this team. Well, yeah, maybe not with his play, but I think the intangibles he is. And they want to say, well, he threw the three interceptions against Green Bay, but he also threw, threw three touchdowns. It's not like he's out there handing right. it off. I mean, in other words, the guy can still go. We know Father Time's undefeated. I don't think Brady has to have a sensational game. I think Brady just has to bring the intangibles and keep his guys, you know, calm, as it were, um, and, and and not get uh, rattled, you know, because obviously the Chiefs can, can score in runs like a basketball team. But uh, to me, Brady is – I mean, they're, Tampa's here, obviously, because of Brady. And his play, not, not just the intangibles. It isn't kind of a, a – as great as Peyton Manning was, it's not like a Peyton Manning in the final year of uh, his career where he's, you know, just kind of managing the game. Brady's doing a little more than managing the game to me. I feel like Brady brought the discipline that um, they played with in New England. So it sounds hypocritical because you can say, well, if he brought that, then how come New England wasn't disciplined? How come those guys had turnovers? And how come those guys jumped off sides? You know, Brady's a guy that um, the game meant something to him, and the position he got drafted what was the last last pick in the sixth round or seventh Some, round? Which no, one it was the seventh round. I think it was the sixth round. Well, yeah, yeah, sixth round, final pick of the sixth but round. He, um, it's it's always like he's carried that chip on his shoulder, and um, you know he wanted to just continue to prove himself over and over and over. Every year, he's done something that's going to be very hard for an individual, you know, in this game can do, and that's um, the uh, to win six Super Bowls. And and obviously, if he wins another one, that'd be seven Super Bowls, ten appearances. Um, you know, to me, it'll put him past Michael Jordan. Um, he's just he's just one of the greatest that's ever done it. Um, but you know, I I think when you get to that level, people are going to pick on you, dissect every little thing you do. So when he threw the interceptions, the, the thing that they didn't talk about is the poise. Some quarterbacks, if they throw interceptions like that, they're done. Yeah. And, and, and the game is over. Brady has so much poise. He, he has so much, you know, charisma out there on the field. It's like he steps into that pocket, man. He's not scared of getting hit. Like you see him into the game and and you see his his focus, so that's exciting for me to see as a player, you know, watching him, you know, just take the good and the bad and just you know go go over to the sideline, regroup, get on his guys like he's supposed to, come back and take charge. I just think he brought the discipline to the game, and it means more to him than just trying to manage the game. Uh, let me quick Kansas City uh, question here. Obviously, their offense is, is spectacular. Mahomes is uh, can do things that we've not seen a quarterback do on the field before. 
Uh, you're a defensive guy. I think Tampa Bay's run has been fueled uh, in large part by what they have done defensively. Don't know how much you've had to, to really, you know, just it may just be a one or two game sample. But when you look at Kansas City defensively, it seems like it's very, very much an underrated part of what they bring to the table. Um, I think Tampa Bay's defense is really, really good. Um, you know, when I think back to when we played, you know, we had the number one defense overall two years in a row. Right. Two years in a row. Nobody go to the Pro Bowl. Um, I mean, yeah. our offense got all the glory, I think. Um, Jay Novacek, Troy, Daryl Johnston, Emmett, Micah Irvin. Uh, I think we had like eight guys, um, Mark Tuane, Nate Newton. We had like eight guys that go to the Pro Bowl off the offense. Mm-hmm. None on the defense. Um, but we played with a chip on our shoulder, not having anybody going to the Pro Bowl. And I'm not saying that's the case for Tampa, but you know, I don't think Tampa gets a lot of credit from a defense because Brady's just overshadowed that. Yeah. Um, but I think they play good defense and in the supporting cast, having a good defense is is what I call a supporting cast around you. You know, if you can't stop somebody, you know, then you know, you, you better have an offense that's dynamic and can outscore somebody, you know, because you can't stop them. So, you know, I think Tampa's going to play really good defense. And, um, you know, to me, the, the weapons that, um, that Kansas City has is, is Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and, um, and, Kel- and Kelsey. And, and if I had to pick who I'm going to let beat me, I think I'll let the tight end beat me and not Tyreek Hill beat me because Tyreek Hill can take the, he can take the top off. Yeah. I mean, he can just, he can just fly. He can take a, a five yard hitch and turn it into an 85 yard touchdown. I don't, I don't see Kelsey doing that. Kelsey's a great tight end. I just don't see him doing that. Oh, uh, you got I can still, I can still catch Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk, maybe. I don't know, Kelsey. I, I'll take your word for it, but Gronk, I think you could chase him down easily now. Like modern day Robert Jones could easily chase down modern day Gronk uh, easily right now. Uh, all right, so who, what's your pick? Who you got for us? Well, I'm neutral, but if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably go with Tampa. I want Tampa to win. Um. Because I like to see stuff stirred up. Like I, when I say I like to see <laughs> no. stuff stirred up, you um, no, not you. I want to. Yeah, man. I know y'all. I know y'all see me messing around with them Bills fans on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> I like to see stuff stirred up, man. And um, you know, it's this big thing now that you know it wasn't Belichick that that the New England Patriots were winning. You know, now it's discovered that it's Brady. You know, I do feel like it's a player's game. But the one thing I will give Belichick credit for is that Belichick drafted Brady. And and somehow Brady got developed under his leadership. So I still think that it has a lot to do with both of them. But I really want Brady to win, you know, Tampa Bay to win because it's a player's game and it just kind of it just kind of favors the players more. Yeah. And kind of 
the veteran guys, you know, I was one of those veteran guys that that got kicked out of the league. I was up against, hey, Robert, your talent is still good. I think you can play, but, you know, your salary, because your salary can't be but X amount of right. dollars. It became a business. Yeah, we got to take the business. Yeah, it became a business. And so, you know, this thing needs to switch where veteran players, you know, like Tom, and you said it earlier, if Tom Brady is not playing with Tampa Bay, are they in the Super Bowl? Nah, probably not. So, probably. So not. I want to I want to make it a player's game. I want to make it a debate. I want it to be difficult, you know. And then you got all these conversations about, well, it was Belichick. No, it was Tom Brady. Where was both of them? You know, I like seeing that stuff. I don't know. I get a high off that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Robert Jones's Twitter, let me find it here. I didn't have it up on my screen. What is it, Robert? What is the Twitter handle? I don't. I don't even know the Twitter handle, man. Um, Robert Jones LB fifty five at Robert Jones yeah. LB fifty five is what super producer Ben Byram, who the audience is uh, uh, pining a raise for him uh, for it now. Now he's earned it because he's uh, he's done that. All right, uh, great to talk to you, Robert. Thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll talk with you very very soon. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me yep. on. We'll see you. There he is, Robert Jones. Great to have him. Uh, Pirate Report coming up. We'll hear a little bit from Jaden Gardner, who was named to the uh, honor roll in the American for his great performance on Saturday, plus Joe Dooley's postgame thoughts and defeat. Right now, uh, Ben Byram is standing by, and uh, he has a 94-3 the game sports flash. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94th of the game sports update. Our Pirate Football first reported by Yahoo's Pete Thamel. ECU's hired Georgia Southern associate head coach Chris Foster is their new running backs coach. Foster brings experience in the state as he was Appalachian State's running back coach from 2012 to 2014 and Gardner Webbs from 20, 2004 to 2011. Elsewhere in college football, ex-Michigan quarterback Dylan McCaffrey, the brother of Christian McCaffrey, announced that he will be transferring to Northern Colorado where he'll play for his father, Ed McCaffrey. From the NFL, the LA Rams pull off a blockbuster deal to acquire Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions. In turn, the Lions will receive a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2023, along with quarterback Jared Goff. The Atlanta Falcons signed former NFL quarterback and UNC alum TJ Yates as their passing game coordinator, and Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator Mike Petning would not return as the team's defensive play caller if the organization opted not to re-sign him. At local high school hoops tonight, one lone matchup of note is Greenville's own Oakwood trials the Faith Christian. The college basketball ECU for Jayner Garner bounced back as he was announced to the American Athletic Conference's weekly honor roll. Plenty of action tipping off tonight. We start at 7th, 25th ranked Drake hosting Illinois State. The Drake Bulldogs are the heavy favorites by 19 points. The Wofford Terriers battle East Tennessee State. The Terriers are the one and a half point favorites. Duke looks to add on to their two game win streak as they travel to Miami. The Miami Hurricanes are the underdogs in that game by 11 points. At 8, we have an American matchup between Memphis and UCF. The Tigers are favored in that game by nine points. And non-NC Central takes on South Carolina State. South Carolina State Bulldogs are the heavy underdogs by 17 and a half points. And closing out the night, we have the lone matchup between two ranked opponents. As 13th ranked Texas Tech matches up against 9th ranked Oklahoma. The Texas Tech Red Raiders are favored by seven and a half points. For Major League Baseball, lopsided trade from the weekend as the St. Louis Cardinals acquire third baseman Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. The Rockies have also agreed to send $50 million to help pay off Arenado's six-year $199 million contract and in turn only acquiring a few mid-tier prospects. 
Didi Gregarious agrees to a two-year deal worth $28 million to return the Philadelphia Phillies. And former MVP and Boston Red Sox three-time world champion Dustin Pedoria retires after 13 years in the MLB after not being able to play since 2019 due to a knee injury. And wrapping up from the NHL, Carolina Hurricanes goalie Peter Morazic expected to be sidelined for a significant amount of time due to an undisclosed upper body injury he sustained in the Canes' win over the Stars Saturday. It's reported that Morazic's injury will require surgery. For your 94th City Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barm. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We've been slept all week, but thanks. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. As was reported over the weekend, Georgia Southern running back, running backs coach Chris Foster's been hired as the running backs coach now at uh, ECU. Uh, the uh, announcement made official today, when you look back at uh, the success that uh, Georgia Southern has had uh, in the time period that he was there, uh, only Army had more rushing yards in the time period where uh, Chris Foster was the coach at Georgia Southern, and uh, that was more rushing yards than Navy had. Hey, you said period. it before. Houston wants to run the ball. There you go. So that is uh, what's happening, and uh, that is um, that is uh, the big hire. Uh, made uh, over the uh, weekend as far as pirate football uh, goes. We'll see if uh, there are going to be any more. We will uh, We will see. Nothing official as of yet. Uh, we have uh, Pirates losing to Tulsa the other day. Uh, that was a tough one on Saturday. And uh, just a, uh, a game where ECU just didn't, for the second straight time, execute down the stretch. This was different because they had not come back from a big uh, – 17-point deficit or anything. It was very nip-and-tuck. In fact, a two-point game at halftime. Tulsa started to stretch it out midway the second half, but uh, Coach Dooley with a well-placed timeout. You'll hear more from Coach coming up tonight on the Joe Dooley Show. Let's start with Jaden Gardner, who had a sensational game. Uh, He talks about what went well against the Golden Hurricane despite the loss. Moving the ball, we had 21 assists. Um, We've really struggled in zone in the past, and uh, just in practice, working on it, and uh, we saw strides tonight. Uh, we moved the ball very well. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get enough stops tonight. And uh, of course, Jaden very disappointed with the defeat. It's very frustrating. Those games, you got to figure out how to win, uh, and just got to be able to execute down the stretch and just listen better and execute better. That's X's and O's, and we weren't able to do that tonight. 77-68, the final from uh, Saturday uh, for Jaden Gardner. 26 uh, points to go along with uh, eight rebounds. So he does uh, goes 11 of 16 from the floor. Does not get the uh, fourth straight double-double. Came up a couple rebounds shy, uh, but uh, was really scoring the ball with great efficiency. He started to step out a little more and be more perimeter-oriented. I think that's been a good thing for Jaden. Uh, defensively, there were uh, the question was asked about defensive struggles. Uh, let's uh, get Jaden's reaction to that. Um, it's just very frustrating. Um, not getting the same, not getting the same number on the other end, and a lot of questionable calls tonight. 
a lot of blocks tonight. It was just wasn't going our way. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. And sometimes it does. And you're happy when it does go your way. So we had to be able to overcome that, even though it wasn't in our favor tonight. Tulsa plays that uh, kind of packed in defense and they had 15 fouls called on them. Pirates had 23. Tulsa got to the foul line 32 times. Pirates at home just 18. So that may be what he's speaking to there. But uh, the Golden Hurricane, after a sizzling first half, in fact, both teams shot the ball really well in the first half of the game. Uh, Tulsa shot 50% uh, for the game. It was the Pirates, uh, really kind of an inability to shoot the ball on offense in the second half, just 34.5% from the floor after halftime and one of eight from three for the Pirates. That was part of their undoing. Uh, still, Jaden Gardner uh, feels like uh, they're doing what they can to get back in rhythm on the offensive end. I mean, yes, that's, I mean, that's all it takes. Rhythm, just playing games, consistency, practice, practice two times, play a game, practice two times, play a game. And people don't, people don't understand how vital that is to be, be shut down and then come out and just try to, try to get back in shape and pra- practice and play a game. And um, it's vital that we're getting these opportunities to practice and play and practice and play. And as you've seen, we keep getting better each time we come out here. So uh, we're starting to figure some things out. Well, it's a little bit of a losing skid here for the Pirates. It's been a tough month, and uh, Jaden talked about uh, being on the wrong side of those scores uh, here recently and what they have to do to kind of battle through this and uh, remain tough uh, during the losing skid. Yes, you got to prepare, to prepare to win all those games, but you want to come out here and give your best effort and keep getting better. Um, coach mentioned that we got to keep getting better during these stretches, even though we're losing right now. We got to keep coming here with the winning mindset to come get better at practice and then come out here and compete. Pirates have dropped five straight. Uh, how close does he feel like that the team is getting to being back at full strength? They played the game Saturday without uh, Pig uh, in the lineup. Uh, when will the Pirates get back to full strength? Uh, we right there, like we said. We, uh, you know, we just got Dewey back. We just got the full team back. We'll have Tyree back coming into this week, and he's a big part of the team. So, I think we'll be good going to it next week. Sound like it might have been somebody else other than Jaden. That's all right. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, Joe Dooley with uh, some of his comments. Um, he talked about the mistakes in the game against Tulsa. There's really a, a handful of plays in the first half that set the tone. There's a handful of plays in the second half, and then. How do you close out, uh, you know, making sure when we, we get a stop that we rebound the ball? Uh, if there's a, you know, a, a possession that doesn't necessarily go, at least we get a shot or get a better shot or, you know, get to the free throw line. I thought that was the big difference in the game. Obviously, they shot a bunch of free throws, um, and that was a big, big differential. Joe Dooley asked about Tristan Newton's performance. We need to figure out how to get him, uh, you know, get his, his confidence going, but uh, you know, we got to get his confidence going. We're also trying to win the game. So, I mean, there's a fine line, but, uh, you know, just the numbers from last year, to this year, they're just, they're polar opposites. And we need to try to figure it out. We've talked about it, we've, you know, watch tape and uh, on it. And that uh, would really help if he, if he got going a little bit like Jaden has last couple of games. Well, maybe he will. Uh, I know Tristan Newton seemed pretty upset when he uh, left the uh, floor in that game, but he just was not uh, terribly productive uh, on Saturday. Uh, the free throw disparity, we mentioned it. This is Joe Dooley when asked about it. It's hard. I mean, I, you know, you, you look, and obviously there's mistakes made both ways officiating, but there was a couple that uh, when you watch the tape, you know, you, you go back and you it, it bothers you. But that's, you know, that's the same thing. That's that's not the reason we lost the game. There was 50-50 balls. There was 
you know, we have to guard better. And, and there's also a couple of offensive possessions I, I wish we could have had back. And let's skip ahead to the final cut here. Uh, Joe, just talking about what I think people uh, realize and, and those that are uninitiated certainly need to realize the American is just a plain tough basketball league. It's a really good league. I mean, you know, you look at, I mean, you know, Memphis, I mean, uh, Houston's going to be a top, you know, two, three seed, you know, depending upon how they finish up. Uh, you know, Memphis is on a bit of a tear. SMU's good. You know, if you look at what Tulsa's done, you know, Tulsa's won on the road. Uh, you know, we've got good teams in our league. And if, if you're not, if you're a little bit off, you'll get beat. I mean, Temple's on an upswing. Uh, if you're not ready to play, you'll get beat. And if, even if you play well, you could get beat. That's today's Pirate Report. We'll be back to wrap things up next. The stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. It's a tough year uh, for uh, the selection committee, I'm sure, for basketball. And we give the media a hard time here, but it's got to be tough for the media to a degree to really evaluate these teams. As is evidenced by this week's top 25 poll, and, and Houston does move up to number five in the AP poll, top four remain unchanged with uh, the Zags, Baylor, Nova, and uh, Michigan. But Kansas lost, and they lost for the fifth time in the month of January. And they fell eight spots, but still stay in the top 25. Drake, meantime, out of the Missouri Valley, undefeated, 16-0, and they're 25th. That just seems like you ought to be able to call a spade a spade with that one. I don't care how many. <laughs> I mean, they, they look, they have the most losses. Well, excuse me, Perdont. Sorry, Mike Steele. Perdont also has six losses. So, I mean, you have a couple six-loss teams out of the Big Ten and Big 12, respectively, kind of hanging on. Uh, but Drake, who is sensational, 16-0, uh, and, and, and in the top 25, finally. Tell you, uh, uh First loss this weekend, too, for Wofford. They got beat. Or is it Winthrop? I'm sorry, Winthrop by uh, UNC Asheville. And they were undefeated until that uh, point. My guy, Pat Kelsey. Uh, all right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Bobby, bop, bop, bop. you seen the Major League Baseball proposal, Ben? 154 games, late April start. Let's get a universal DH in here. Come on, let's do they it. They want that, too. I guess the players don't want that. but or do they? I don't know why players they Players probably wouldn't. do want that because yeah. that means guys can, can get bigger uh, contracts just to be hitters. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you guys got Super Bowl plans? You hash those out? Let me start with Squirrelbot first. Get your nose out of the book, Squirrelbot, and pay attention. Are you uh, Super Bowl plans or what? What is that, Super Bowl pick? Yes. My Super it's Bowl that, pick. It's uh, great that the intern's go. paying attention. It's wonderful that the intern's paying attention to the show. Yes, go ahead. I got to go do uh, Tampa Bay just because, you know, Buccaneers. Right. And uh, I'm an ECU Pirates fan, so I see. it okay. translates, you know. It's a, Again, I asked what your plans were, not the pick. But go ahead. Tell you've given us your pick. Now, what are your plans? Plans. Plans. Oh, yeah. I don't know yet. Usually, what happened at the Super Bowl a week before, you know, someone will mention something to me and I'll crash a party. Okay. <laughs> well, that was that was a well worth 45 seconds that uh, could go down in Marconi history. There. How much time's left in the show? I, you just you hit the music and I. Oh. All right. What do you, uh, we'll get your Super Bowl plans later because I don't think we're going to see Ryan anymore this week. I don't think. All right, uh, back tomorrow. Thanks to Robert Jones. Austin Karp will talk a little media tomorrow surrounding the Super Bowl. Joe Dooley Show is coming up next.